1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, well, we're starting off June with a look back at the sales for the month of May. What can you tell us? What a fabulous month for York Region, and it, it was on the heels of a couple of solid months prior to this as well, but we're looking at about a 21% increase in sales for York Region alone for the month of May. That's phenomenal. That's amazing. So what does that, um, how does that compare to previous months or previous May? Well, last May, we had only sold just under 1,200 homes, and you know we're over 1,500 homes for this May, which is pretty solid. And if you're looking at year over year, so if you look at year to date, we're at almost 6,000 sales for this year, and last year at this time, we were just under 5,000. So that's a significant jump as well. Inventory's down. This is why you're getting into multiple offers again, and we've been talking about this for, for six months, months yep. right? And you know, as inventory comes down, this is what's happening. We only have just over 5,000 homes available for sale in York Region right now. So this is 5,000 properties, including condos. And this is why you're starting to see, if we're selling over 1,500, you only have three months of inventory. Three months of inventory is a very hot market. When when things were ultra heated, we were between a month and two months, and everyone was getting 10, 15, 20 offers on their properties. At three months of inventory, you're still you're you're competing for pretty much every good house that's on the market. And so how much inventory should there be then out there? Because I know that as soon as you walked into the studio today, you said, wow, we've been really busy. A balanced market, Tina, is about five or six months of inventory. Anything over six months of inventory, you're in a buyer's market where you can pretty much dictate terms, negotiate price. But when you're at you know three, three and a half months of inventory, it's a, a seller's market. And you're not going to get the 10, 15, 20 offers on properties, but you are going to get two, three, four offers on properties. So you're going to expect to pay more. And right now, even houses that are not holding off offers, I mean, they're getting offers within, we showed a house yesterday, it came on the market about an hour later, we showed it, and they had 10 showings in eight hours. And it's in multiple offers. And this is a very well-priced house. It's not listed low for multiple offers or anything. It was priced at market value. That's the state of the market right now. So buyers, we keep telling you that your window is closing. It's pretty much shut. You've got to get out there and jump on these deals as they come out. Otherwise, you're going to be competing. That's the, the new normal. So you know, don't be surprised when you're competing on in multiple offers for these houses because that is the new normal. We're back to not where we were in 2016, 2015 when it was crazy hot, but we're back to a normal spring market. And is there an area in York Region that's hotter than another? The the big three are, are you know, they continue to, to roll. Markham, you know, just under 400 sales. Vaughn, just under 400 sales. Richmond Hill, it's about 300 sales. So the big three have rebounded, and that contributes to a lot of sales in the region. So if you take those three areas into consideration, that's the majority of York Region sales. Then you've got areas like Aurora, Newmarket, Stouffville, 
even Georgina is bouncing back, East Gwillimbury. So you've got all of these uh, areas contributing to just a solid, solid month. And what type of properties are being sold right now? Are we looking at uh, condos across the board in the big three, or are we talking about um, single-family homes? Condos are being sold, and believe it or not, there's a shortage of condos. So people are in bidding wars in condos as well. There, you know, we had a, a condo listing in Markham, which we ended up with four people bidding on it. And there's nothing in that building right now for sale. So as soon as something comes up, you've got these people, there's all this pent up demand. So if you have a condo and you're an investor and you're looking to sell, this is a great time for you to cash out. The other thing is over this month, we saw the detached market rebound. It's been fairly quiet over the last year and a half, and people finally got off the fence and said, let's do this, and they're getting into their homes. And how do you navigate those waters with um, multiple offers for a condo? Is that different from uh, multiple offers on a house? The only difference in multiple offers in a condo is people do need one condition, which is the status certificate condition. And we had, you know, a discussion with Ricky Rathor last week about status certificates. You may see people not waiving that condition, you know, asking for the status, but not having it as a condition because you know the good buildings. You know that if units are selling in a building, you know the status certificate is good. It's it's good for the building itself. So unless there's been some major changes made within the unit that may affect the status for that specific unit, if you know that the building is turning over units, the status has to be good. So people would not put that as a condition. They may just ask for the status within a certain period of time so their lawyer can review it. That's the only difference between houses and condos in multiple offers. And for our listeners who are on the market for um, a condo right now, would you tell them to sit tight then and maybe look at other options because the condo market is still so hot and there is a shortage? Well, if they sit tight, here's the, I mean, if you sit tight, you're going to get into, you know, price increases because the price continues to climb. And as price continues to climb, you could get priced out of the market. So it's never a good idea in real estate to sit and wait just because you're afraid of the multiple offer. Get your realtor to hunt you down, you know, a, a condo that may not go into multiple offers or a condo that needs a little bit of work that you might be able to get into and then fix up. But it's never a good idea as the market is heating up to sit on the fence because, you know, we've seen over the last 15, 20, 30 years, the prices are not going to come down. Okay. When we come back, a check on the market on the West Coast. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to On the Market York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is someone that's been in real estate for over 34 years. And, you know, he moved to Fraser Valley, and now he's a mentor and coach to many agents in B.C. He's the owner of Remax Little Oak, Ray Yankana. Ray, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Asif. Ray, we've been uh, talking a lot about how hot our market is in Ontario right now and wanted to pick your brain a little bit about what's happening in B.C. Well, we remember what it was like when the market was really hot. That was like uh, like about a year ago. 
(laughs) (laughs) But, you know, hot markets can cool off just like the weather cools off. So our market has cooled considerably. And uh, matter of fact, I would say that um, we are doing numbers this month. I think the guys in the in the that look at stats are going, you guys aren't even going to do the numbers, or you would barely do the numbers we do in January and February, and it's the month of May. So in the month of May in the Fraser Valley, we're we're going to be lucky if we crack uh, 2,000 transactions, 2,000 sales. Whereas that would be something we would do in January and February, and months like May. For the last number of years, we're, we've been over well over 3,000, 4,000 sales, uh, you know, for the month of May. So the market's down. It's down. It's down probably 30% in terms of uh, numbers of transactions. Now, what do you attribute that to, Ray? Because I know you guys have had a lot of talk about a speculation tax, and is that what's scaring people away? Well, you know, it's it's never one thing. It's just a combination of things. So, it, first of all, last year the market began to slow a little bit with the stress test, and the stress test for buyers is definitely a, a contributing factor because the stress test has made it now, very, you know, much more difficult for new first-time buyers or even 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 move-up buyers to to qualify. Right? They they've made the qualifications harder. So that's that's definitely a factor. Nobody would argue that point. Um, the speculation tax, we had a change of government last year, and the, gov- the new government raised the tax. The, we had a speculation tax um, for foreign buyers that was 15%. They raised it to 20%. And so uh, there's also been a pending, probably one of the biggest news items, is there was a pipeline, uh, a couple of pipelines supposed to come across the border into British Columbia from Alberta, and it's been in the courts, and you know everybody's arguing and fighting over it. But in the meantime, that pipeline brings a lot of jobs. So there's a lot of communities, especially in the north. Uh, we feel it down here as well, but uh, the northern communities in British Columbia are affected by the, the fact that you know if oil and gas isn't being exported, and new pipelines aren't going in the ground, that, that's going to slow the business, slow the, slow everything, slow work. So when did this drop in prices start? Uh, I would say we began to see um, the, the market uh, modifying about uh, September, October, going into the winter. The market was still strong going into uh, the end of summer, but then it started to slow, and the market has slowed considerably to the point right now the absorption rate in the market is basically 20% or less. So we're, we're, we're carrying at least five months' uh, worth of inventory if nothing new comes on the market. So last year, we'd be lucky if we had two months' worth of inventory because the market was fast. But five months, it isn't altogether bad. But if you're going to sell in today's market, then you have to be priced competitive, very competitively. So, Ray, did prices actually drop? I think I made that assumption. Yes, prices have dropped. However, to give the full picture, there's going to be some neighborhoods and some types of properties that prices haven't dropped in, haven't dropped. But across the board, prices have dropped, and prices have dropped in single-family, multi-family. Uh, the prices have dropped, but it'll vary anywhere from you know a, a small percentage drop to maybe a larger percentage drop. I mean, in some neighborhoods, I think the prices have come down uh, probably as much as uh, seven, eight, ten percent. That's that's the you know. So there's been at least that ten percent drop in some neighborhoods. In some neighborhoods, maybe only one or two percent drop. But recently. To give you the latest scoop on what's going on, this is, this is hot off the price, press last <laughs> week. So the government announced that uh, what they're going to do is investigate money laundering relative to real estate. 
So the government has, decided, you know, has, you know, become aware of the fact that there's, you know, people laundering money through real estate. And so they're like, uh, you know, how could a housewife own five homes, you know, free and clear? Like, how could somebody, with, you know, with, with, without a paper trail? And so the government said, you know what, we're going to go after any criminal uh, activity that happened through real estate uh, where there wasn't proper FinTrack recording. Now, the government can't say something and implement it right away, but they just said it. So it's going to take them months to implement. But in the meantime, literally the words came out of their mouth, and we've had some sales in, uh, in, in North Vancouver where people who bought homes a year ago for, there's been a couple of sales. One sale, I think, the home was bought a year ago for about $7 million, and it, it got sold last week for about $4 million. Wow. So, so when, that kind of a, when that kind of thing happens and a number of people or parties or people, whoever, you know, who feels they might be targeted uh, decides they're going to just liquidate and get their cash and do something else, that, that's just going to affect what we do day-to-day real estate. I mean, because if a house down the street sells for significantly less, even though it might be an exception, a SIP will tell you that that's going to play havoc among the real estate people and the homeowners in the area. That's right. And so what is the, the segment that's facing the, the biggest decline? Is it detached homes? I mean, we went through a period here where because our detached market was down in sales, the average price appeared to be a lot weaker than it actually was. But what is, is that the market that's taking the biggest hit over there? And is that what's reflecting in the average price being down? I would say the detached homes have definitely come down a little, for sure. Uh, however, what keeps the detached homes uh, in most of the Fraser Valley, what keeps the prices up is the fact that we don't have a lot of inventory. Builders aren't building, you know, by and large. Builders aren't building detached homes. So the supply of de- detached homes is not plentiful, and it won't be plentiful in the future. What people are building are townhouses and condos. And so, uh, however, that's where the majority of the buyers are. So even though there has been some adjustment in those prices, like it hasn't been a major adjustment, like, you know, people are going, it's fire sale time, but there's, there's definitely an adjustment. And um, some of, the, some of the, uh, the, the major builders in town, uh, they are not raising their prices uh, from the time they started the project even a couple of years ago. So some of those guys know what they're doing. They have one steady price and it's hardly changed and they just keep selling their product. And then, you know, it's just the way it is. Now, I'm going to put both of you on the spot here. How does the average price in, in, on the West Coast compare to what we're dealing with here in York Region and in the greater Toronto and Hamilton area? Because does what happens in, you know, on the West affect and going to eventually happen here? So I simply have to. I can tell you that in our. I can tell you what what's what's in our situation. He can comment or vice versa. But I can tell you that in Vancouver, uh, in the city, in the in the in the heart of Vancouver, uh, it is such a desirable desirable place to live that even when we have slight adjustments in the market like this, it, it nobody's worried about it. It'll it'll come back and the prices are strong. So. Average prices in the, the center of the city are down just a little bit, but as you move out into the GB, you know, the Greater Vancouver region, like say Burnaby, prices are down a little bit in Burnaby. But in order to sell, you have to really have a sharp price because the the average price in Burnaby for a single family home is over a million dollars. It's like a million one. 
you move into Surrey, and the average price is probably in the high high nine hundred, you know, around nine hundred thousand. You move into Langley, average price average would be like eight something. You move into further into the valley, you get into Abbotsford, the price is you know seven something, and if you go to Chilliwack, it's like six something. So that you know it, it adjusts the further away you go from the city. And it's the same here in the region too, right? I mean. In the hot parts of York region, like if you're looking at Markham, Vaughan, Richmond Hill, you're hovering around the million-dollar mark for an average price point. And that's with a huge influx of condos coming into those three areas because we haven't had a lot of condos, but now with condos being built, they're pretty much pushing the average price down. It used to be about $1.15, $1.2 million. So now that we're seeing prices hovering around the million-dollar mark, it shows the uh, you know the percentage of sales that are condo sales in that area. So the average price of a detached home really hasn't dropped. It's the average price overall has, but that's more of a perception than an actual price drop. What you just said is probably a true statement in both marketplaces. It's it, you know we're in the early stages of adjustments, and who knows where. Uh, where that will go in the next number of months. But I can tell you that the majority of people buying these days are not buying single-family homes. The majority of people buying are buying condos and townhouses. Yeah, same here as well. And also we've had an expansion of the subway lines into Vaughan, and that's really contributed to more condo sales right around the Vaughan City Center as well. And same with downtown Markham. We've had a huge amount of buildings constructed in that area, which is contributing to Markham's average price coming down a little bit as well. And when you look at other areas, North uh, Aurora, Newmarket, even Georgina, you're still seeing the average price climbing as compared to where it was last year, which is a great sign. Yeah, you know, if you wanna, if you're living in Vancouver and you want a single-family home, you're gonna move out to Mission, you're gonna move out to Chilliwack. Uh, and the evidence of that is the highways. The highways are the, the traffic on the highway going in from from the from the valley, from the Fraser Valley, from the east part of the valley into Vancouver or across the Portman Bridge every day. It's just it's a nightmare. They're, they're, I mean, the, the highway guys are busy working expanding the highway, and along the highway and along where Skytrains are and where Skytrains are going to be, that's exactly the same thing. Condos are, are springing up, uh, you know, because that that SkyTrain will take people to work wherever they want to go. Now, Ray, we started this conversation and Asif introduced you as someone who's been doing this type of work for a long time. Have you seen this kind of drop before and how long before your market comes out of it? Oh, here's the thing. The majority of my time in real estate, the market is is down. (laughs) The the, the market, the majority of times, it's, it's, it's rare when the market's up. The market's either down or it's flat. That that's the typical real estate market in British Columbia for 34 years. The market's either down or it's flat, and then every once in a while we get a jump in the market. So we had a jump in the market between 2016, 20 end of 2015 to the middle of 2018. Prior to that, we had a jump in the market uh, about 2005 which went 2004, 2005, we had a jump that, uh, all the way to about the middle of 2008. And if you went backwards looking for a time when there was a jump in the market, you're going to go right through the 90s and say, did we have did nothing happen there? Uh, it might have been back in the 80s. So, uh, I mean, really, the biggest jump in real estate going backwards would be the, you know, the baby boomers buying everything up in the 70s. 
and then we had the high interest rates uh, of 1980 and 81 and those early years of the 1980s when the interest rates were double digit 20% interest rate the market that will drive the market down and then we crawled out of that and we're crawling till about uh, early 2000s then we had a, a little bit of a run and then a jump and it came down then we had a little bit of a you know um, a flat period of time struggle then we went up again for a few years and now we're we're going to we're going to just plod all right thank you so much for your perspective on the uh, market in the west coast if our listeners want to get in contact with you about properties in the west coast and and what they can expect how do they get in touch with you well it's really easy i mean instagram it's ray at ray yencana r-a-y-y-e-n-k-a-n-a they go to my instagram profile my cell phone's there they can they can text me there it's uh if you google ray and canyon everything will come up but uh, instagram's a good place to start that's awesome thank you so much for joining us today the pleasure is mine i said hope you have a great day thanks when we come back we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing and just a reminder if you missed any part of our show go to 1059region.com you're listening to 1059 the region stay with us Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. And our first one comes from Lydia in Thornhill. They plan to sell their family home and do not want to downsize to a condo. I know you say smart size, but she's saying downsize. She wants to know how and where does she start her search for a senior's community. Is every home a bungalow in these types of communities? Is her only option to move outside the region to find one of these properties? Asif, please help. Over to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lydia, you're in luck. There's a lot of these communities within York Region, too. The first one that comes to mind is Swan Lake in Markham. Great little community, lots of amenities right within. And you do have a lot of bungalows in this area, but you also have bungalows. So they have a second floor where you can have you know, your kids come in and stay over and have a little rec area for them. You've got raised bungalows. Even a lot of backsplit or side split homes are, are fairly decent for, you know, your, uh, to downsize from a larger home into there. So there's lots of options. The best thing to do is for us to, one, identify where you want to be and then hunt for seniors communities in and around there. Okay, our next question comes from Jason in Richmond Hill. He has been living with his parents and he now hopes he has enough for a down payment on a house. He wants to stay in York Region, but is afraid he cannot afford it. Where can he find an affordable starter home in the region? Jason, great question. And it depends on what you qualify for. So we, we would need to, it's not only the down payment that, you know, will help us determine what you qualify for. It's going to be income credit. So the first thing we want you to do is contact our lenders and make sure you're pre-approved. And that way we'll know what you're pre-approved for. There's so many different options. So not only could you look at townhouses, semis, uh, even maybe condos, but you can also look at condo townhouses because those might be cost effective enough to get you in. There's also townhouses that are stacked townhouses that you could get in and that may be a cheaper alternative. The important thing is to make that move and get into the market 
because after that, you're using the equity that you're building in your house to get to your next house. So don't think of it as a move that's, you know, you're going to be there for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. Think of it as a move that you're going to be there for three to five years and then step up. Okay, I've got a couple of follow-up questions for Jason. First of all, what's a condo townhouse? A condo townhouse has common elements. So it's it's a condo complex which has common elements, townhouse complex. And so you could have, you know, snow removal included, grass canning included. There's a lot of these little areas like Bayview and John, even along Baroque and Markham, where you pay for common elements. So they'll have a park, they'll have, you know, common uh, roadways that will, will get shoveled in the wintertime and uh, grass cutting is included. So that that's what common elements are and everyone shares in that. And it's a little bit cheaper because uh, in terms of price point, but you do have a condo fee, although it won't be too much. It may be 150 to $200 a month. Now, you also mentioned that it, you have to take this beyond just that down payment because I think many of us think that all I need is my down payment and I'm good to go. That's not necessarily the case. Not necessarily. And, and a lot of people also think that they need to go to their bank, you know, the the big lender to find out if they qualify. But there's so many different options out there. There's a lot of B lenders. There's even, you know, newer banks that have come in that all you need is really a mortgage from them. And if you're going to stay for three or five years, you can maybe go into one of the other lenders later. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can give us a call at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing, joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. This week's hot listing is easily the best value in all of Markham right now. We've got a beautiful detached three-bedroom, three-bathroom house in Cornell Village for under $800,000. You've got three great-sized bedrooms. The master has a four-piece ensuite, his and her closets. It's got a double garage as well as parking pad. So you've got parking for four cars total, but best of all, you've got a separate side entrance to this house with potential for a separate basement apartment. You could put two bedrooms down there easily for a potential rent of $1,500 a month. Asif, what do you think? Jason, are you still listening? (laughs) (laughs) This is an incredible deal. It's a detached home for under $800,000. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't sold while we've been on the air right now, but uh, it's a fabulous deal. It's in Cornell. You're surrounded by amenities, great schools, lots of parks, and it's a very, very good community. Let's remind our listeners, where is Cornell? Cornell is Ninth Line and Highway 7 area, and this is very close to the hospital. This is a great value in a great neighborhood. Okay, Heather, one more time. The highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. It's a detached three-bedroom, three-bath house in Cornell Village. It's listed at $799,000. And for more information, they can contact Kara Daniels at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Tina. Asif, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.